couple new people here but I know sometimes it's a it's a it's a challenge to do that and that's totally fine that's totally fine so um, also for those of you who um, have been coming to church uh, for a while just to remind that we are Christ ambassadors uh, in the places where we see people during the week. So, hey, feel free to invite them to church. Uh, this is a place where uh, we want for you guys to feel comfortable, uh, wide open doors. So uh, bring your friends, bring your family, uh, etc. Sound good? Yes? All right. So when, I, when, I, when you're on stage, sometimes you see people and you can sort of like sense kind of the, the, the temperature of the room. And I feel like some of you guys are a little tired today. Is that true? A little bit? Yeah, I can kind of feel that. I can kind of feel it. I have a little bit of a cold today. I don't know if you can notice uh, my voice is sounding uh, kind of strange, so we're going to kind of um, try to not think about that and sort of uh, work through that. Hey, I want to remind you of something that's happening here pretty soon. We have uh, growth groups that are starting. It's going to ha- actually start uh, next year in January, January 26th. Uh, I got the- oh, by the way, I'm totally geeked out by the screen behind me. I hope it's not distracting, so we're going to try this guy out for, for a few weeks. Um, he's going to be my teaching partner, so it's kind of a, a teaching tool that's going to kind of uh, help out as we go along. So uh, if it's totally distracting, let me know. I'm hoping that this will be a support uh, for the teaching and the verses and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, growth groups are starting uh, next year, January 26th. We're starting growth groups, and growth groups, what they are, yeah, you can clap for that. We truly believe that growth groups are going to be a game changer for you, a spiritual game changer for you and for our church. And so we're not asking you to pray about joining a group. We're expecting 100% participation. What I am asking you to pray about is if you want to either lead, host, or coordinate a group. So a leader of a group is a person who's in charge of leading the discussion within the group. A coordinator is a person who's in charge of organizing the group and all the logistics of it. And a host is a person who opens up their house for a group. So I'm going to ask you to pray about this uh, because we have our uh, first growth group leadership training is going to happen on November 10 at 4.30 in the cafe. Uh, We're going to explain everything that has to do with leadership and hosting and coordinating. And so I want you to pray about coming, but also if you're not sure, like, huh, I don't know if I want to lead a group or want to host. If you're not sure, come to the, to the meeting and we're going to explain everything that has to do with this uh, whole growth group uh, system and this growth group um, season. But we do want to ask you to RSVP, so just write on your connection card uh, that you're going to come that day so we can prepare for childcare and we can also uh, prepare for the snacks that we're going to have uh, and all that kind of stuff. Sound good? All right, good, 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 good. Okay, so let's start with a message today. I want to start by saying that that life is short. Life is short, right? I came across this uh, this image uh, this week. I was hearing a pastor preach, and I came across this uh, this image. You guys know? Do you guys know what this is right here? Death Valley. This is Death Valley, and if you look at Death Valley, you can see that that is a desert. 
you can see that there is nothing growing there. There is there's no potential. In fact, this is not only the, the driest uh, piece of land in California, it's the driest piece of land in all of America. And when you look at that, you see that there's nothing there. Nothing's going to happen there. There's no potential. There's nothing that's going to happen. It's all dry. But something amazing happened uh, in, in winter of 2004. Winter 2004, there was, there was rain. It, 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 there was seven inches of rain that took place in Death Valley. And look at, look at the change. Isn't that amazing? Look at that. And so I, I, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about, about you and me, because sometimes I think that we, we can picture our lives, and we can think about the, the, the fact that, that there's no potential. Maybe there's nothing happening in, in your life, and you think, and there's like nothing that's going to take place, and nothing's, there's no flowers that are going to come out, and you're just thinking about your own life, and you're like, man, my life actually feels like a desert. But look at this, and think about your own life. You see, I think that what happens in your life is what happens when we look at the desert and we think, man, there's nothing there. But the amazing thing is that in Death Valley, there were these seeds that were invisible. And then when the rain came down, all of this flourished. And I think the same can be true in your life. I think sometimes we think that, that, that things aren't going to change in our life and that there's no potential in our life. But it only takes one touch of God for everything to change. So I want to pray about that, and I want to ask that God will, will use me to be able to bless your life. We pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, this morning, God, that the seeds of potential that we have inside of us that sometimes may be invisible, I pray that we'll be able to identify that, and I pray that something special will happen, Lord, this morning. I pray, Lord, that our eyes will be open, our ears will be receptive to hear what you have to say, and I, I pray the same prayer that I pray every Sunday, that you will allow for me to be a vessel for your word to be preached this morning. You, you know me better than anyone, God, and you know that this is what I want to happen, that you will do in people's lives this morning what only you can do through your word. We pray this and we thank you in Jesus' name. And all those people said, amen. Amen. So we're starting a brand new series called Under Pressure, and it is based off of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, starting in verse 8, says this. It says, and this is, this is the Apostle Paul talking to his church in, in Corinth, um, in modern-day uh, Greece, and he's talking to them because he's trying to encourage them because they, were, they had been discouraged before because he had visited them and started telling them, hey, you guys are messing up, you're not understanding the message. And then he, he sends this letter back because he's encouraging them after uh, he had gone and sort of, you know, uh, talked to them in a, in a harsh way. And so he, this is kind of a letter of, of encouragement, and it says, and it says this. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Let me ask you this. Have you, have you ever felt pressed on every side? Are you feeling that right now? Have you ever felt like, like that scene in Indiana Jones, where the, 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 walls, are, actually, the, the walls are caving in? And it's like everything in your life seems like it's going to crush you. You got schools, you got bills, stress, traffic, health, taxes, everyone's expectation. So in this series, we're going to talk about that whole idea of, of how do we face life when we feel like we're pressed on every side. That's why we've uh, titled this Under Pressure. Now, a disclaimer. 
this is not a promise of an easy life. It's not like you start to follow Jesus and your life becomes great. No, John 16, says this, and we've read this before. It says, I have told you these things. This is Jesus. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So the promise is not an easy life, but that your life will not crush you as you hold on to Christ. And so during this series, we're going to talk about time management. We're going to talk about the, the trap of comparison. And we're going to talk about purpose and calling. I'm calling these the antidotes to being hard-pressed. So you've got your life that's pressing you. There are these things in your life that you need to take hold of so that you, you're able to, to walk uh, in accordance to the purpose of God in your life. And so I want to start off by saying, when we're talking about time, that life is short. Life is short. I mean, I think we understand that life is short, but sometimes we forget. Like, we, we go, life is short, yeah, we understand that, but we forget how short life actually is. So I saw this image the other day. It was a pastor who was preaching, and he had this rope on stage. And I think maybe you guys have seen this before. So there was this rope, and this rope went all the way to the end of the stage, and he, he told the people in the congregation, he was like, well, imagine that this rope is eternity. And, and imagine that this rope doesn't end. And this represents eternal life because our lives are eternal. So we're going to have our bodies and then after 80 years or so, we're going to be gone. But then there's eternal life. So he's like, imagine that this, this uh, is eternity. And then there was the, the, the tip of the rope and it was like this about just a few inches and it was red. And he said, and this is your life on earth compared to eternity. This is your life on earth. And he was saying that, that we focus so much on this small period of time. And we focus on all these details and all these things that we have to do and, and all these pressures in life. And then we, we, we forget that everything that we do in this small period of time has eternal implications. And so he was trying to, to remind us that life is too short to focus on the wrong things. And so I want this today to, to be a reminder that, that life is short and that we don't want to waste our lives focusing on the wrong things. I truly believe that each one of us has a calling on our lives. I truly believe that you have a calling on your life. And God has prepared this for us. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So, so we're in this life and we're moving forward. So we've got this purpose that God has established for us and we're moving forward. But then as we move forward, there are certain things that are in opposition to us. Hebrews 12 says this, Therefore, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus and we fix our eyes on Jesus and we throw off all the things that get in our way see you may be here hey and you may be in the center of God's will you're like that is my life I am in the center of God's will I am moving forward I am hard-pressed but then I pray and I move forward and then I take steps and then I fall and then I get up so I'm on this race and I'm walking with Jesus every day maybe that's you maybe that's you but maybe also you might be here, and you feel like life has sort of pressed you on every side. And maybe you had something that God spoke to you, but you feel like that's sort of like in the distance. 
and, and, and you, want, you want to move forward into God's purpose, but it's sort of like just life caught up with you. You know, kids and bills and responsibilities and your job. And then you think about calling and you're like, man, that, was, that would be so great if I had time. And this just seems like sort of like a distant dream. So you may think, I just lost my shot. Or I just don't have time for my calling. Maybe you feel like, like Death Valley right now. You're just like, yeah, not really any potential here. I don't see anything changing. You know, I don't know if my life is going to continue like this. It just seems like there's no real possibility. I don't have any time for my purpose and my calling. So this morning, I want to encourage you that in your life, there are these invisible seeds that you may not see right now, but that are waiting to flourish so you can walk in to the purpose that God has for you. I believe there is a time for this. I truly believe this. You see, Scripture tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says this, There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Have you ever had someone tell you to relax when you're tense? Dude, just relax. You know, and you get more tense. Sometimes I feel that this way when we read scriptures like this. It just seems so, just listen to it. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. There is a time for everything. And so I read this as, a, as an invitation for us to, to flow with the natural course of things in life, just like the, the tree grows and it bears fruit in its time, like the sun rises and sets, like a flower blooms, like a, like a tide comes in and out. We're being invited to live in this sort of organic rhythm of how things should be. And you think about this, you're like, you know what, honestly, I just I have too much going on to be focused on seasons and flowing. It's too much. I got soccer, I got work, I got bills, I got deadlines, I got meetings, I got all this stuff going on. And on top of this, you're asking me to focus on my calling? I got no time for this. There's a time for everything? Yeah, right. I would say there isn't time for anything. I got too much going on. I got too much to do and too little time. And you may say, maybe when things slow down, I will find time to focus on my calling, right? But honestly, I believe that there is a promise in this scripture that, that maybe your life, again, seems like a, like a desert. But honestly, God has time for the things that he wants to have happen in your life to restore your marriage, to give you purpose, to, to, to rekindle hope for your calling to come to pass. And I'm thinking maybe that time is now. Maybe it's today that God's going to rekindle everything in your life. And so here's the invitation for, for this morning. I want to challenge you to step back and to look at your life from a different angle. 
You know, like when, when you're, gonna, you're walking into a new house or you're, you're redesigning a room or you've got like a new kitchen or you've got this, this bedroom that you're like, okay, I'm going to take everything out and then I'm going to start from scratch. I'm going to throw all the old stuff away and then I'm going to put everything in its place. I want to ask you this morning that you will look at your life that way, that you'll step back for a moment and look at your life and reorganize your life in priorities. You see, the Bible talks about the whole idea of, of building a tower and what a person does when he builds a tower. Luke uh, 14, 28 says it's talking about the cost of being a disciple, but it's a universal principle. Let's, let's read this. So, so suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? You see, the same thing is true in your life. When you look at your life, you should count the cost and say, okay, what are the important things? Matthew uh, chapter 7 talks about building a house, the wise man versus the, the foolish man. The, the wise man, you know, he takes his time. He, he builds it on solid foundation. But then there's the foolish man who just kind of improvises and builds his house on the sand. Same thing should be true in our lives. We should live intentionally. So I want us to step back, as I was saying earlier, and just look at our lives and say, okay, here's the blueprint, here are the materials, here are the things, and then build your life in the way that God wants you to build it. Because I believe, honestly, that you have everything that you need to be able to build your life, and I'm talking to myself too, the way God wants you to build it. So the question is, where do I start? Like, where do I start? You know, because i got so much stuff going on. Well, ask yourself this. What's most important to you? What is most important to you? Now, you may be saying, wait a minute. Who cares what's the most important thing to me? What's important is what, what, what's important to God. And then I need to align myself to that. But here's the thing. You're going to discover that as Christ's followers, deep down, the most important thing to you is also the most important thing to God. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're walking into to a church. You're walking into a church. You're by yourself, and you realize that inside of the church, everyone's dressed up. And then there, you walk down, and there's a pastor there. And then you realize that everyone in the, in the, in the church, they're, um, they're close family relatives of yours. And then you see that there's a casket there, and all of a sudden it, down, it dawns on you, this is your funeral. And then there's, there's this moment of sharing and your loved ones are going to go up to the microphone and they're going to share about your life. What is it that you would like for them to say about you? And that will reveal what's most important to you, right? What is it that you would like for them to say? Man, he built such a big business. No. He had the biggest house on the block. No. She had a perfect body. No. She was on the top of her game. He made his first million at 25 years old. You know what? Nobody cares about that. At your funeral, what is it that you want people to say? He was generous, he's loving, selfless. He put others first. In other words, he, is in, he, he invested or she invested her life on the eternal treasures in heaven that is, that is spoken about in Matthew chapter 6. You see, we were created to live this way. And our calling is basically how we take all of these things and put it into our specific wiring. That's your calling in ministry, a nonprofit, music, business, education, whatever it is. So, so maybe you're here this morning and you realize that there's just something in your life that sort of like cluttered your life. And, and, and your, your calling and your mission seems kind of blurry because of all the things that happened. 
And so as we reorganize our lives, I want to use an example that's probably very familiar to, to a lot of you guys. Have you, have you seen the example of the, of the vase and the, and the pebbles and the rocks? Yes? So the vase, imagine there's a vase here. I was going to bring everything here, but the rope and the vase would have been too much, so, plus the screen. So I'm like, imagine there's a vase here. There's a vase. There's, a, there's three big rocks here, and there's a bunch of pebbles right here. So, so, so the vase, this vase represents your life. These three, two to three big rocks represent what's most important to you. And the pebbles, they represent all of the additional things in your life. You see, most of us, what we do is, is we take the pebbles and we fill our life with things that are secondary. Now, the problem is if we fill our lives with, with things that are secondary, then we'll try to put the most important things in and they're not going to fit because we have limited time and we have limited resources. So the only way to be able to really do the things that we are called to do is if we empty the vase and we say, okay, this is my life, and these are the three most important things. You put one in, you put two in, you put three in, and then all the other things that are secondary, that aren't necessarily bad things, you dump them on top and they start organizing themselves around the most important things in your life. So my question is, have you organized your life that way? Now, the problem is, it is so hard for us to organize our lives that way because as Christians, we're supposed to be nice and we can't say no. So over and over again, we're filling up our lives with things that aren't necessarily bad, but they are secondary. So what's the most important thing? I'm going to give you two examples uh, in, my, in my world. So, so church world, right? So, so in our church, we've been talking about this whole idea of what's the most important thing. And we've talked about three things. These would be these three rocks, right? So love God, love people, serve the world. Love God is this space right here, church. Love people is growth groups. And then serve the world, our serve team. So we put these three rocks inside what we do as a church. And then all the other things, not that we're not going to do anything else, but, but they can align themselves to the main things that we're doing. Now, the problem is, that we could fill all of our time doing secondary things, but then the most important things would be left aside because we'd been, we would be saying yes to something good, but we would have to say no to what's best. We only have limited amount of time. In my own life, it's the same thing as a pastor. I have three main jobs that I do. I prepare sermons, I prepare leaders, and I get better at preparing sermons and preparing leaders. Those are my three jobs, so those are my three rocks that I put in here. And now I do a bunch of other things, you know, counseling, phone calls, meetings, but they have to align themselves to these main three things. So the thing is, I have to get good at saying no, so I can say yes to the best. And the same thing is true as a church. We have to get good at saying no, so we can say yes to the best. And the same thing should be true in your life. Reorganize your life, these important things. What are the most important things in your life, your calling? And reorganize your life all around this. But we have to get good at saying no so we can say yes to the best. You be here and you may, may be saying responding to my call is impossible because I have no time. And that may feel like it's true, but I believe that you do have time because God wouldn't put a calling on you if you didn't have the time to do it. I believe that it is possible that it is just hard for you to say no to things that are secondary so you can say yes to the best. So 
Here's the invitation today. I'm praying for God to rekindle your calling. And I think that it is possible that today, even maybe just one or two people today, maybe many of you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you have let life take over bills and family and all these other things that are good things that need to be part of your life, but you have to align them to the most important things. Maybe this is something this morning that is, that is going to be very helpful to you. So the invitation today is to, is to take another look at your life and reorganize and say no to some of the good things so you can say yes to the best. So I'm going to close with this. When I was um, probably like 13 years old, I lost my glasses. I used to wear glasses, and I'm, I'm going to start wearing glasses again because my eyesight is really bad. So I'll be wearing glasses here pretty soon. Uh, but when I was about 13 years old, I wore, I wore glasses. And my class, we went, um, I grew up in Chile, so we went downtown, and we went to the, uh, just downtown, we were doing some things uh, as a class, and I lost my glasses. And then uh, my parents and I, we went back, we went to look for the glasses, we didn't find the glasses, and then we went home, and we were having dinner, and um, we're like, you know what, I don't know, my glasses got lost, you know, and so um, what are we going to do? And my dad said, well, let's pray about it, you know, that's, my dad's a pastor, so we pray for a lot of things, and so we were sitting around the dinner table praying for my glasses, uh, which is kind of weird, right? Like, how do you, what do you pray? You know, glasses just appear out of nowhere. But we prayed, like we pray that you will solve the glasses problem. And this is the only time that it's happened in my life. That like this, this crazy, amazing miracle type stuff. So we pray and my dad says, amen. And there's a knock on the door. And I open the, the door and this homeless guy comes in and says, hey, so I found these glasses downtown. Do you want to buy my glasses? And we're like, it was the most amazing thing ever. Like I'll never forget it because it was like... Crazy. You know, I wish stuff like this would happen more often, but, you know, we can keep praying. But the thing is, it was so amazing to me, and I think about that, and I think that sometimes uh, uh, what we're waiting for is for a miracle to happen in our lives. Like, we talk about this calling, and we talk about our next step and, and moving into this thing that God has in our lives, and we're waiting for a miracle to happen, and that might be true for some of you, but I think that most of you, we don't need a miracle. We just need to reorganize our life. We have to change our mind and think of our lives in a different way. Romans 12.2 says, says this. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You see, here's the thing. There, there is, there's a pattern that comes from this world in which the world and the secondary things will try to dictate how you live your life. You see, God has a plan for your life. But the problem is, and I've said this before, everyone else does too. And if you let the secondary take over the main thing, you will, be, you will not be able to say yes to the best of what God has for you. And so, the calling here, I guess, for us this morning is to think about our lives and think about what God has, has invited us to do in our lives and to reorganize our lives by the renewing of our mind to we, so we can align ourselves to what God is doing. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes this morning um, with heads bowed and, and eyes closed. So may, maybe you're here and, and you feel like your, your life is sort of out of order. Maybe some of you, maybe many of you. Maybe you, you have a calling on your life that has sort of like fell asleep, like it's not... 
It's not available anymore. It seems distant. Maybe you feel like you just don't have time for this. Maybe you feel overwhelmed. And maybe you need help restructuring your priorities. And so if this is you, and you need help with this, like you feel like, like you need a, a, a supernatural intervention in order for you to be able to, to not be so overwhelmed with all these things, I just pray that you'll raise your hand. I just want to pray for you, if that's you. Amen. 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 Lord God, I just want to pray this morning that, that you will remind us that you've created us on purpose and for a purpose. And I pray, Lord, that we, we will step into the purpose that you have for our lives, God. I pray, Lord, specifically for these hands that were raised, that you will, that you will do something special in their hearts, Lord, so they will align themselves with what it is that you're doing, God. I recognize that life is so busy. It gets so busy. And that we can, we can replace the the main things with just smaller things that can overwhelm us and make us think that we don't have any time for anything, God. I pray this morning that you will allow us to identify these things that are so important, these main things, these rocks that need to to be center stage in our lives, Lord, and that we will walk toward these and and that everything else will align itself around it, God. Some of us here need a miracle, and I pray for that, Lord. Some people just have no idea what it is that you want them to do. I pray for them. You'll tell them what it is that you've called them to do. But then there are other of us, Lord, that we just allow for our lives to get so cluttered with things and that don't allow us to walk in your purpose, Lord. I pray for them, Lord. And I thank you, God, this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.